Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. Now, Scotty Bailey is on the line and Scotty um, joins us quite often, most on a Sunday. How are you, Scotty? Happy Halloween to you, mate. Likewise, mate. Going well, Chris, yourself? I'm good. I'm good. You've got um, you got two little ones or one little one? Just the one little one, yeah. So Age? Uh, two. So she yeah. isn't across the Halloween thing yet, but she did get some lollies when we went out yesterday and she was pretty happy with herself. So oh, well. I guess she kind of likes it. Yeah, no, that'll keep her happy. That'll keep her, keep her busy for a while. <laughs> feel her full of sugar <laughs> at the age of two. Yeah. Let's talk some, some rugby league and uh, we're only 24 hours or less away um, from, I guess you could call it, open season. And... A number of big-name players who are contracted next year but come off contract at the end of next season, they are free to wheel and deal. And when I say some big-name players, I'm, I'm talking about the likes of Joey Manu, uh, Viliami Kikau, uh, Murata Nakore, Clint Gutherson, Christian Welch, Reid Marnie, Brandon Smith and more. Yeah, it's a fair list there. It's a fair list there. I think about 140 players in total, top of my head, that become free agents tomorrow. So, yeah, effectively can be approached for 2023. Obviously, the spanner in the works this year that we haven't seen in previous years is a new club in, in the Dolphins can, you know, effectively tomorrow is day one for them. So, yeah, you know, there is an extra 30 spots on rosters uh, for 2023 season. It no doubt will create more uh, more movement, more transfers. Joe Manu is probably the m- most interesting one for me just in terms of, if I look at the availabilities, the centre position, there's, there's not many you know, decent or big-name centres there. Joey Manu kind of stands out so he can mm. command a bit of cash. But at the same time, he, you know, there's a real suggestion that he wants to play fullback eventually. So how he uh, treats the next, well, that little negotiation period and sort of how he tries to sell, him, sell himself to clubs will be really interesting. Mm. Uh, Brandon Smith, another one. Uh, he's obviously behind... Uh, Harry Grant at the Storm. I mean, they pack a wonderful one-two punch and it works wonderful for, for the Storm, but yeah. uh, his manager telling my colleague George uh, George Clark yesterday, in fact, that they will definitely uh, test the open market and see what they can get and make a decision from there. So, yeah, there's mm. a lot of interesting ones there. Well, his manager, Brandon Smith, through the week, he's basically um, contacted all clubs saying, throw us your best shot, throw your best offer at yeah. us, and we'll go from there. So it's anything but um, a done deal that he will stay at Melbourne Storm. And, you know, this talk, this chatter has been going on for a while with uh, Brandon mm. Smith. He was linked to the Titans, wasn't he? He was linked to Canterbury. Um, and and he, I, I've, said, I've said for a while that I just cannot see um, a club having the luxury of two world-class hookers in their squad and, and taking up such such space in the cap. Especially when you consider that there are clubs that, you know, desperately need a hooker. So obviously, I mean, the Dolphins are a given. They, they need a hooker. They don't yeah. have one. They don't have anyone at the moment. Uh, the Titans, you know, definitely need a hooker. The Dogs definitely need a hooker. Uh, Manly, you could make a case. I mean, Lachlan mm. Croker was very impressive this year, but... And I don't think they've got the money in the cap to go after Brandon Smith. But the point is, there are a number of clubs that just don't have a hooker. So 
that obviously again makes Brandon Smith's asking price go up. And then you're right, there's you know no real way that Melbourne can mm. match what he's going to get elsewhere. So uh, and another uh, hooker, yeah. another hooker in that same boat is Zappy Corusau, I think. Yeah, and, and I'd be to be brutally honest, I'd be surprised if Penrith uh, do keep him beyond this season, just because I mean he's a wonderful player for Penrith and he's very important mm. to their attack, but. Um, just the way that they have to manage their roster and make sure they've got the space for the that you know these younger guys who are definitely going to get contract upgrades and you know that next generation of kids coming through as well because they've got just got so much talent at the foot of the mountains. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Appy Coruscant's one of the uh, men to go. Viliami Chikau is probably a challenge to keep as well, but I, I would I would probably mm. think they definitely can't get both of them. And I almost suggest that Coruscant could be the man that they're prepared to let go before kick-out. Gee, there's, uh, I just think, I think there's plenty of hookers about, isn't it? It's reminding me up near that big Coca-Cola sign. You've got Reed Marnie as, <laughs> you've got Reed Marnie as well. Um, uh, Josh Hodgson as, as well. It, it really is, um, well, I say a hooker's market, but it, I don't know if that drives their own prices up or not. Yeah, like I say, it's, it's an interesting one because of the still clubs that desperately need one. And then, you know, if for argument's sake, uh, Parramatta were to lose Reed Marnie, mm. then they would need a hooker to come in. Uh, Josh Hodgson's a bit of a different case. It's kind of all going a bit quiet on the front there with the West Tigers and what's going to happen uh, for 2022. Mm. But, uh, you know, and, and to some extent, that's probably down to the Tom Starling situation yes. and just his behavioural issues. But then again, from tomorrow, you know, it's open season on the Tigers talking to Josh Hodgson. I mean, the, the Raiders had already sort of paved the way for those co- conversations to happen. So it wasn't like that was an illegal deal in before, but they can probably ramp up a little bit more now. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot doing with the hookers. And yeah, Reed Marnie, I, I don't see Parramatta letting him go just because they don't really have another option at dummy half. Um, mm. But they're, you know, they're a really interesting case because they've just got so many players coming off contract. I think it's 16 that come off contract at the end of 2022. Including, yeah, including their captain, Clint Gutherson. What, what, what do you think will happen with Viliami Kikau? Do you think he's going to stay at the foot of the mountains long term? I think Penrith would definitely like to keep him. He's an X-factor. Um, and they're probably a bit more bullish about it than has been suggested, I, w- I would think. Mm. Uh, but he's, you know, again, a guy that uh, can command big money because he's just something different. There's not many players like Viliami Kikau in the competition. So... Mm how hard they fight to keep him is probably a, a different story. I mean, it, it, look, I think there's no doubt he will command seven, 750, 800, maybe even um, probably, probably 750 next uh, for 2023. So then whether he, whether Penrith can offer that much and whether he would take slightly less to stay at Penrith is you know, another discussion, but mm. I, I, I think Penrith will fight hard to keep him, but whether they're able to is a different story. I'm reading in the tel- Telegraph today, um, David Riccio and Brent Reed and Michael Carianis, a collective article, if you like. They all um, they all pool their thoughts. And there's a point in here, read the hookers too, that uh, West Tigers hooker Jacob Little, he, he may well be headed to Canberra in a swap for um, Raiders dummy half Josh Hodgson. So I have to, I guess, keep a, a bit of a... A watch on mm. that. I, was, I read an, another interesting article yesterday, and uh, Peter Mulholland was interviewed, um, and it was along the lines of what what clubs do when they're building a roster. And and Pete's probably the most experienced current recruiter in the game. He's been around the game for for decades, 
And he said, you know, you've you got to get a couple of cornerstones. When you when you build that brick wall, your cornerstone's got to be a really strong brick and the foundation. And and you look for qualities in a player and, and a person, not just a player. So I'm looking at the likes of Christian Welch too. He's a Melbourne Storm prop. He's a Queenslander. He's off contract next year. I reckon he could well be a prime target for the Dolphins. He would be the first person I'm calling on Monday, on Monday morning if I'm the Dolphins, to, to be brutally honest. I think... He's the perfect player to build a franchise around. He is uh, of excellent character, excellent moral. He's a very, you know, he's a very smart person. He's a popular player. Uh, fans like him, uh, and he's, you know, he's a hard worker. And and the way that he, uh, you know, sets Melbourne's line speed and all those kind of things is just so underrated. So yeah, personally, if I'm the Dolphins, I mean, obviously, you know, halves and fullbacks are, uh, you know, what command the big cash in today's market and. Uh, they're the ones that you know, win your premierships. But I, I do think that Christian Welch would be yeah, probably the first phone call about. Like I say, he's also a you know, Queensland guy. Um, he spent a bit of time living on Sunshine Coast before, or at least mm. uh, played Queensland Cup there in the Melbourne feeder system. So uh, it does make a lot of sense, I think, for well, Christian Welch to be that man. Yeah, well, as I said, I'm talking to Peter Mulholland um, in about half an hour, I think. So I'll ask him about um, mm. his thoughts on that. But also, on the, he's with Canberra now. So... I'll try and get something out of him, Ray Tom Starling. He mightn't let anything slip on that because that he might be a bit of a piece in the the hookers and, and where they might mm. go with Hodgson. Um, mate, where are you on this this vax or no vax? I mean, I, I've got to be honest with you. I'm scratching my head a little bit. I I don't quite understand why the ARL did not mandate vaccination for all clubs. I, I, I'm th- they've basically left it to each club, as I understand it, to to run their own race. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Uh, you know, their position sort of is that, yes, the AFL have mandated, but that was something they were essentially forced into by the Victorian government. And that pressure hasn't yet been applied from the New South Wales government. Look, I, I think the NRL's position the whole way, or the RL Commission's position the whole way, has been to let the government make these decisions, and that way it's not on them. Yeah. Um, and, and the pressure is going to come because... You know, we saw some of the guidelines during the week just in terms of players not being able to return to training for December 1. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, I think the NRL also believe that a lot of players will make the decision themselves when they realise they just don't have the same freedoms as their teammates. Mm. Uh, and they don't yeah, want to be perceived I mean, as the, um, you know, the big brother with the big cane. Yeah, uh, and I, I was talking to other some other sporting administrations in other sports um, this week and they were sort of of the opinion that what the NRL had done was the right thing. So mm. I, I personally, I, I would have, I would have liked to see them just mandate it um, in the same way the AFL has done. But the, you know, the common voice out there from experienced sporting administrators is what the NRL has done is right because you just can't, mm. they don't believe you can tell these players what to do. So yeah, my personal belief is probably very different to what um, mm. a lot of other sporting administrators say. Well, if you can't honour your contract, I mean, you said you would sign up to play every 24 games or whatever that you're fit mm. to play. And uh, let's say Nelson Asif for Solomona, um, your place of employment, Nelson, is at Amy Park. But um, because you're not vaxxed, you can't come to Amy Park. So therefore, you're breaching your employment contract. Uh, let's let's put a little prick in your arm twice. And, and Nelson, is, yeah, Nelson Asif for Solomona is probably... A different example to because it's the Victorian yeah, the government. majority of players. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's and that's probably like that's part of the reason why the NRL haven't mandated. I think because mm. they're they're sort of just going to 
their, their view is they can just let the government dictate this. And then, you know, what, what happens with Nelson is different to what happens with, you know, a player in, in New South Wales, mm. mostly New South Wales or Queensland. But you're right. Is that fair? Probably not. And mm. should we just have a blanket approach? I think so. But yeah, there are definitely plenty of schools of thought out there from other sports that, the NRL is going to be out the mm. right way. And the Players Association are heavily involved. We're going to be reading more about this over the coming week or two. And very quickly, mate, Henry Perinara, we know he stood down from refereeing this year due to health problems, but he's now walked away from, from the game or officiating in any yeah, capacity. Yeah, interesting one. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he, he went into the bunker after he stood down from uh, on-field officiating, I think it was in April or May from memory, uh, due to some health issues. Um, his last game in the bunker, one I'm sure we all remember, was the Joey Manu hit on, oh sorry, Latrell Mitchell hit on Joey Manu that uh, attracted plenty of criticism. The NRL stood him down that day or the next morning as we all remember. Uh, and then since then, Henry uh, decided this week that he was finished with rugby league uh, and he was moving into a career with mortgage broking. So I'm not suggesting that, you know, those two incidents are leaked, but obviously it's been a pretty rough 12 months for Henry Perinara. Uh, health issues into, um, into you know, some pretty scathing criticism from some in the game yeah. uh, after that game and some other games as well. So he's decided that, you know, he, he's more excited about mortgage broking now. He says he's mm. he's nervous. He gets the same nerves going into this job as he used to get running onto the field. So therefore, it's the right decision. All right. Well, Scotty's jumped off there and dropped out. We'll take a break, but uh, thank you to Scotty Bailey. This is Sports Central.